Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. I'm Trey Strolko from the Sons of UCF, joined by Eric Lopez of the Black and Gold Banner. Welcome to Around the Kingdom. Elo, hello. Trace, can't believe we're still doing this show. I figured we'd be canned by now after the season's came came to display in Lawrence, Kansas on Saturday. Can we just get to basketball season? I I never thought I'd say that, but maybe we're at the (laughs) The over-under. Does Johnny Dawkins in men's basketball win more Big 12 games than Gus Malzahn? And your UCF football nights. Before we get into all of that and get going, let us welcome in the third member of our team, Adam Eaton from the Sons of UCF, keeping a watch on the clock and keeping us on our toes. Adam, hello. Gentlemen, hello. I'm so fed up. I had to get out of town. I left the state. (laughs) I am in an undisclosed location. I had to to get out of town. I needed it's it's a bye week for everybody. I need a week to I need a week off. Uh, outside your bunker, right? Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll check back in with you in just a few minutes. Uh, you mentioned it, Elo, Kansas 51, UCF 22, some garbage time scores for the Knights. Uh, Kansas still running the ball. Knights now 0-3 in the Big 12. Not off to a good start, especially after beginning the season 3-0. What went no. wrong? <laughs> well, a lot of things, but I think three the most... minutes for this segment, <laughs> three, three only went wrong. <laughs> I need all 30 to describe it. Here's the biggest one, though. If you can't stop the run, can't stop the run. You're not going to win any games. 399 yards Kansas ran for on Saturday, averaging 7.8 yards a carry. You realize, Trace, UCF's averaging giving up over 300 yards on the ground in Big 12 conference games. 300 on the ground. What is this, 1975? No, team throw the ball. That's unbelievable. We said before the season, for this defense to be good, defensive line had to be good, and they have not, Trace. Well, and on the other side of the ball, the offense. Oh, hey, look, John Rice Plumley cleared. Maybe close to 100% said some out there for a couple of plays, and he leaves, and it comes back, and the offense just all off track off the beginning and never gets going really what a mess and uh, you heard Gus Malzahn postgame saying all three phases of this one this just a pathetic performance coming off just a uh, you know a debacle against Baylor not good in Kansas two times in a couple of weeks so you're gonna have to help me this out because I bring up special teams who apparently gave up a putt return for a touchdown which I missed because I was on my way 
to UCF's campus, to the soccer stadium, to call the UCF men's soccer game. It was 10-0 when I left my house. When I got there, it was 24-0. In a blink of an eye, I guess apparently they scored a putt return for a touchdown. Uh, it's good to see the special teams contributing to this loss, Trey. You, you just got to see that. Yeah, everybody contributing to this one. And, you know, you talked about it uh, on the show, and, and the question asked of Gus Malzahn, mental toughness. Was this team prepared? Uh, that 24-hour rule, pick itself up. Go on the road, prove something. Boy, I go back to what you said and even what was said last week, being that Baylor game with a must-win, four-and-one opportunity, then you don't win that, making the Kansas the must-win. Now you go into that bye week, three straight losses, and then Oklahoma looming. Things are wobbly on the Gus bus. There's no question in my mind. I said it, but the Baylor game was a must-win. The way they lost that game – this, to me, was a carryover from that. I wondered, I've said last week, how would they come out when they get hit in the face with that first punch? You know, the old Mike Tyson saying, everybody's got a plan until they get, you know, punched in the face. Then, you know, the plan changes. You saw how they reacted. That was clearly still a hangover from Baylor. It's uh, You could say that the bye week comes at the right time, Trace, but again, I'm going to read you that stat again. I cannot, I've never seen anything like it. Over 300 yards on the ground. They've given up. That's just boom, boom, boom. <laughs> no, hey, Wow, extra boobs for the defense getting out. <laughs> Adam editorializing from editorializing, afar. yeah, that's pretty perfectly. <laughs> now you mentioned John Rice Plumley traits. He did play, but clearly did not look healthy, although they say he was healthy in the pool. You you got to talk to all the parties there. What what's the story there? Was he really healthy? Not only was he not healthy, he was cleared a week before, <laughs> the Friday before the Baylor game. What did they see from him? And 50-50 on reps in practice, alternating with uh, Timmy McLean there. What did they see that they thought he was a go? Uh, if, if you're going to rely upon John Rice Plumley's legs uh, to open things up, certainly not as much relying on his arm. I mean, he was just ineffective off the top. What did they see? And, of course, he gets the scare his own quote post game snack crackle pop. You heard something, right? And got scared. And you can understand that. Why was he in that position in the first place, Elo? Now it's full. It's worth mentioning that practice is closed to the public, closed to the media, right? Correct. Could it be possible it was close to the coaches? I'm just saying, maybe they're hanging out with Adam there in the bunker. I, I mean, I'm just saying. Look, in all seriousness, I said this last week. I had a feeling when they said he was cleared and they lost that game, I just had a feeling he was going to play because this this, this was a, a move, I don't desperation, some would say, but urgency. You knew if you lose to Kansas, you're 0-3. You got Oklahoma, which might be the best team in the league. It could unravel. I think that was the decision. I, I really do believe this, Trace. If they beat Baylor, I don't think he plays in that game on Saturday against Kansas. But because they lost – they almost went to that as, hey, let's hope that he can help us turn the page. Unfortunately, it did not work out. Well, based on the performance seen by the defense against uh, Baylor and now against Kansas, was there a little panic set in by the coaching staff that this was a must win? They felt like they might need to outscore Kansas uh, in this one. And Coach Malzahn took umbrage at a question I asked post game about, do you have confidence in Timmy McClain? Well, you know, why would you ask that? Why would I ask that? <laughs> you go with maybe not 100%. Uh, John Rice Plumley in this one, and, and then you're pulling him in, put, putting him back in. How do you think Timmy McLean feels? Uh, by the way, you look at his stats in this game, and I know he made mistakes. 
But where was the grace for Timmy McLean that head coach Malzahn had shown multiple times over two seasons now for John Rice Plumley, always giving John Rice Plumley the benefit of the doubt, right? Uh, he hadn't played quarterback in a while. Where was that benefit of the doubt with Timmy McLean, who still has a cannon for an arm? Again, some questionable decisions, but why? Why not go with him, allow John Rice to, to heal up and be ready for Oklahoma? I think in, in, he kind of alluded to one of your questions. The question he thought was fair of yours was, yeah, maybe we should have waited to the bye for Oklahoma. I'm going to make this – let me ask you this. Would you play him against Oklahoma? I'm, I mean, are we sure he's going to be healthy in two weeks? I actually don't, wouldn't play him against Oklahoma. I would save him for West Virginia at this time because I don't think it's going to matter who plays quarterback in, in a couple of weeks. All right. For fair time here. Two minutes, Elo, on the clock. Be positive. What's a positive takeaway you're leaving Kansas with? Um, <laughs> we just going to sit here in silence. Do, can we follow Well, that a positive music? is that uh, the basketball team doesn't have to play there. They get to host Kansas, so we might have a better <laughs> shot. Um, I will say that R.J. Harvey looked pretty good, ran the ball well, I guess. Yes, I'm stretching here. Help. It was your trip. You were there. Was it good? Uh, yeah, I enjoyed the trip. Not as enjoyable as the Kansas State trip, uh, but still enjoyed the time. Uh, Randy Pittman uh, scores uh, a touchdown, a garbage time touchdown. It is really hard, Elo, uh, to take positives out of this. Another struggle on the road for the Knights, and uh, doesn't get easier. I, I don't know. I don't know what the positives are you take out of it. I think not only they talk about the 24-hour rule. Uh, but also that everybody else needs to play better to support Timmy when Timmy is on the field. Is everybody stepping up to support Timmy uh, as needed? I don't know. I, I'm going to go with Randy Pittman as my uh, my positive uh, out of this one. So you did not like Lawrence more than Manhattan. So uh, Manhattan above in the grades uh, over the two trips. Yeah, I found it to be more enjoyable trip. Uh, people were friendlier uh, at Kansas State than they were. You didn't ban that the they were unfriendly. No, you got I, uh, I snuck into the uh, uh, field house. Uh, oh, found an open side door uh, and, and checked things out. Uh, you can tell why it's such a special facility for basketball. So, hey, that's a positive too. I may not see UCF play basketball there, but I did get to go inside and. Uh, and check things out for big positive well not really but we were on fox big fox you had a broadcast crew with you trace for a change <laughs> I, huh? I saw the sideline reporter but uh i didn't end up seeing uh, the crew on that one they were there I, we can confirm uh yeah that's all i got i wish i had i i really can't come up with other i'm sorry trace this is I, i'm with this you rate, on this one at, at this rate we may never have this segment ever again <laughs> two minutes that's it <laughs> Oh my goodness! All right, so now this team has lost three in a row going into the bye. The UCF sits at three and three at the halfway point, with a game upcoming against top five ranked Oklahoma. And the big question now, Trace, you six and six bowl eligibility is that in doubt? Well, they're going to be three and four right after the Oklahoma loss. So then you have to go three and two. You have three home games. Oklahoma State just knocked off Kansas State, who handled UCF couple of weeks ago, these teams are going to beat each other up. But West Virginia isn't as easy a game. Nothing remaining on the schedule is an easy game. Can they write things? Or is this the defense that you're going to get after six games for the next six games? I think there's some wins in that schedule. I still think they can get to six. Uh, but hard time convincing the fan base. Uh, UCF falling off a lot of bowl projections at this point now. Really? 
We're off the bowl projections already? What are you going to do? They're out of the Pop-Tart Bowl. What are you going to do for the coming weeks? That's like your thing to post like our projections. If we're not in it, what are we supposed to do? What are you supposed Big to do? Big game right? boomers got him in the Independence Bowl. So oh, there's that. Great point. All right, so here's the deal. You got to play at Cincinnati, host Houston. That's in your weight class, right? American, right? They haven't won any Big 12 games Hey. So you got windows two games, in my opinion. I know Cincinnati's at Nippert, but, you know, Luke Fickle's not there. You're not going to probably win at Oklahoma. I hate to say this, folks, but Trace is going to be probably right. They're not going to probably win at Lubbock, who put a whooping on Baylor. More on that later. What are that? So that's the home games you mentioned. West Virginia. You, I, How many fans are going to be there? It's going to be you interesting. you got to win two out of three on the home if you steal the road game at Cincinnati. Oklahoma State just beat Kansas State. That You you were telling me they were the third best team in the Big 12 after what you saw them in person. I don't know. It's it's tricky. Look, they got to just – maybe if they win a game, find a way to win a game, that could get that, you know, monkey off their back, and maybe they play better. Hopefully they find some answers and some health. It's my week, but, you know. Baby, six and six, baby. Let's go. Six and six. Are what does that get us? What does that get us? By the way, imagine if they're five and six going into that last game with Houston. For all the Pop-Tarts, let's uh, bring back in Adam from an undisclosed location with this week's silly game. Adam. You guys and the Pop-Tarts. Before I get to the silly game, you know what goes good with a Pop-Tart? A good stiff drink. And if you're looking for a good stiff drink, the sultry spirit is where you want to go. If you want to add a touch of magic to your next event, they can take your party to that next level. They're bartenders. They have creative twists on cocktail classics. It's a mobile bartending service. All your needs, if it's wedding, corporate events, Pop-Tart bowl, watch-along, whatever it is, their talented bartenders can spice up your drinks and have the good times flowing. Follow at the Sultry Spirit on, on Instagram or call 941-567-7062. Again, at Sultry Spirit or 941-567-7062. Tell me you heard about him from the Sons of UCF around the kingdom. You'll get 10% off and a special gift. Uh, you'll be talking to Miles, who is a, a fellow Knight fan and is also as depressed as the rest of us. Again, Sultry Spirit, 941-567-7062. All right, gentlemen, silly game time. I've got options for you. Here's our first one. I'll put you in the, in the classroom now. You're going to be teachers. All right, Eric, I'll start with you. I want you to grade through the halfway point of the season, grade this UCF transfer portal class. Oh, boy. D? Like, I mean, what have we really gotten? Maybe I'm being too kind. I mean, really, what have we gotten from the transfer class that has really made a big difference? I mean, the linebackers haven't contributed at all which has been a problem. I mean, you can make the case that right now, you know, there's the old saying, give it, take it. Right now, everybody's taking you. We're not got a lot back in the portal in comparison. I don't know, Trace. Maybe I'm overreacting. Give me something. C minus. Best. A couple of linemen. Ugh, that's tough. Uh, Coach Malzahn was asked about that. And even he said, <laughs> not a lot of contributions so far. And you wonder if you're going to see some in the second half of the season. A C minus at best, but a lot of MIA. Yeah, I think the O-line is the spot where you go for any uh, any notable transfers. All right, next question. You guys talked about the schedule. Obviously, uh, coming up for UCF at home, you have West Virginia, you have Oklahoma State, and you have Houston. Trey, start with you. Of those three, how many games will be sellouts? You mean announced sellouts or all seats <laughs> filled? Ooh, I'll go with the latter on those two. <laughs> well, none of them are going to have all seats filled at this point, especially now you see uh, UCF possibly landing in a, a midday 
slot. You know how our fans like that. Uh, I, I say we will not see all seats filled for any of the remaining three, but I could see them announcing sellouts for all three. We will not get a sellout for Houston. No way at this rate. Uh, I could see a sellout for Oak State, West Virginia. The time, the kick times will determine how many people are there. Another issue, potentially, that UCF-West Virginia game might directly conflict with an Orlando City playoff game in the MLS. Is there a high C for the MLS Cup? Somebody in this show uh, may yeah. have a conflict to deal with. That is a challenge, Elo. It's not usually been a problem because Orlando City <laughs> hasn't been in the playoffs. So it hadn't been a problem until now. West Virginia's homecoming space game for Oklahoma State. Two factors to think about. All right, here's the last one for you. Uh, we debuted the light mode jersey on Saturday, and uh, and we got trounced. Eric, I'll start with you. Should we ever wear that jersey again, or do we just burn the light modes and get it off our back? Yeah, don't, don't ever wear it again. Just just give it to Christian Simmons as a gift or Andrew <laughs> Gukloff. Let them put it in their uh, closets, and let's just call it a day. Let's never see that again. Yeah, I don't think that looked good on TV. It was difficult to see from the press box and down on the field. I was not impressed. Uh, so no, burn it. That's a that's a nightmare for a broadcaster too. Like spot, it. they would need a few salty spirit drinks, Adam, to spot mm. those numbers. Huh? Nine four one five six seven seven zero six two. All right, good plug there. Thank you, Adam. See you in a bit. All right, let's move on to uh, other action. Oh, boy, the Big 12 trades. I don't know if you heard you're, of this. Yeah, you're moving ahead. You're moving ahead there. Am I? I'm moving Timing. Ahead. Timing. Oh, it's all uh, about timing. Please. Head coach uh, Gus Malzahn and an announced contract extension, Elo, because that's what you want. After <laughs> losing the Baylor game, you want it to leak out that he's here longer and for more money. Pete Thamble breaking that news. Uh, the source of that may be Coach Malzahn's camp. Uh, $4 million this year for those three wins. That's what you're getting so far for $4 million. What about this PR disaster, Elo, coming off that Baylor? Oh, that was about as awkward as my exchange there. I was trying to trump into positive other news, not UCF-related. Um, so, yeah, the timing could have been better. Uh, but I think what I mean, I mean, think what happened was UCF didn't want this to come out because they were in the process of dealing with the city, right, with the government, the local over, you know, politicians trying to get some money for that TBT, which they did get to help out with the towers. The, the last thing, you know, so I think ideally this should have come out during the off season. It should have come out before the season, but some other factors and they let it play out. And the thing is when you let it play out, Trace, anybody can break it at that point. And that's kind of what happened. here. Well, credit to them for keeping a wraps on it for as long as they did, but the longer it sits there, the more likely it is that it'll come out and it comes out at an inopportune time was a moment that they could have controlled the narrative on this. Seems to me that if you'd announced it months ago, I'm not sure it would have been a factor with the TDT funding, right? Uh, but they were, you know, no doubt concerned about the optics. What are the optics now? Because <laughs> now your, your fan base, the optics with your fan base, the optics with your donors, your future donors, uh, those optics aren't good. Also, UCF clamping down as they can and shielding the contract. So curious about that not release the contract to local media. What's in that contract? Maybe something about buyout provisions or otherwise you're left to guess and wonder. Not the most transparent of situations for UCF. Look, I'm wondering, when do you think they were going to release it? Like, it was the play... Like, Ever? <laughs> Ever. <laughs> at some point you had to. I assume that they were going to come out with it maybe end up during the buy at some point, maybe closer to signing day to help them. I mean, we do still have a strong recruiting class and a lot of times... The reason you push that narrative of the extension is for recruiting purposes. 
So to me, those are the people that care most about those type of things more so. So I don't think it's as big of a deal. Obviously, it you know, it, it wasn't like they just agreed to the deal on Monday. All right. This was done weeks ago. And it just unfortunately, look, if they beat Baylor, nobody's having this conversation. It was interesting, though. It came out right as that USA, what was it, the Big 12 uh, or the top college football salaries came out. All of a sudden that popped up. Interesting. Well, yeah, interesting. And fans got to recognize all those clamoring because of these uh, losses now to fire Malzahn. Not going anywhere. And you can certainly see the merits. You mentioned recruiting. Not wanting him in a lame duck situation. Extending the contract. Showing the commitment. And then UCF be out whatever buyout money or, or what have you might come down the line. But he's not going anywhere. So knock off all the talk uh, about fire Malzahn. Now, assistant coaches. <laughs> that's <gasps> Very true. All right. Am I allowed to talk Big 12 now? Can I talk to Big 12? Can we take a pause from Certainly. this UCFP? Thank you. Uh, there was this game <laughs> called the Red River Rivalry. Trace, you ever heard of it? Oklahoma and Texas played. Pretty classic game. A quarterback named Dylan Gabriel on a game-winning drive, maybe the biggest drive of his career, getting the game-winning touchdown pass with 15 seconds to go. The Sooners win. They're now in the top five. That's UCF's next opponent. Texas still in the mix in the top ten. Elsewhere, Texas Tech goes into Waco and blows out Baylor. Holy moly. They had a ton of injuries. How are they doing that with all these injuries, Trace? It's unbelievable. And then Oak State upset Kansas State. What's? Give me your thoughts on the Big 12 here. Well, that Oak State one is interesting, right? Uh, you thought they were maybe out. Uh, maybe uh, Gundy had lost the team, and then they beat Kansas State, which is, shows that these teams are going to beat each other up. Do you think it's still Texas-Oklahoma rematch, if you're if you're talking right now? Is that is that where the networks and, and everybody want to see uh, a rematch there? Who else emerges? Uh, you know, could, could it possibly be a Kansas? Uh, or is or things done for Kansas State at this point? Uh, feels like... Texas, Oklahoma, part due. It does. And then the question becomes, could both of them make the playoff? Let's say they both win out and Texas beats Oklahoma with some help. Maybe both get into the playoff, which actually would be good for Brett Yormark in the Big 12 because that's two teams from the conference. They'll get that money. So maybe that's the best-case scenario for them. But I don't know who's the third-best team. We, you, we thought it was Kansas State. Well, they got beat up by Oklahoma State. Maybe it's Kansas uh, Texas has a tough game at Manhattan and Kansas. They, a team that nobody talks about is BYU. They lost a close game to Kansas. They host Oklahoma. That could be an upset trap, perhaps. But until proven otherwise, I think OU and Texas is clearly the two best teams right now. Until doesn't mean one of them won't trip up. But I, I if I had to bet money right now, I think that's the matchup we're going to see in Jerry's world. And I'm not saying Kansas is better than Texas, uh, but Kansas did not have their starting quarterback in that game. Uh, a late scratch, right? And they were planning on him being the quarterback. It'd be interesting to see if Kansas can get back in the mix. <laughs> certainly, UCF may not be the barometer uh, of, of greatness on defense, but they certainly can run the ball, uh, and they look pretty impressive. Which, again, reminds us, right, the play along the offensive and defensive lines and the talent differential that we keep seeing week after week now in, in Big 12 action uh, that UCF has a long way to go to catch up with the rest of the team. But I think it's, I'd say it's Texas's to lose. And then it feels wide open, uh, which could make it even more important for West Virginia when they come to Orlando to, to leave with a victory. So, you know, UCF needs to get those three wins and you start figuring out where they're going to get them. Uh, maybe winning all three at home may be a tall task. West Virginia may play a factor in that big 12 race and, and need that win in Orlando.
West Virginia might be the most improved team of the Big 12. They were picked near the bottom, if not last, in the league. Neil Brown might be saving his job if they can continue this momentum. If you're Brett Yormark, you go to the Big 12 title game if it's OU Texas? You got to, right? <laughs> he skipped the Red River rivalry, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah, he may it? have to go. He may have to go to that. Hey, speaking of Brett Yormark, uh, Big 12, Big 16, not good enough for him. Boy, he's hanging on to this Gonzaga dream, the news breaking. Uh, that that remains in the mix and the athletic director's president saying, hey, continue forward with that. Hey, that's an easy road trip for uh, UCF basketball. Elo, I'm speechless, Trace. No, I'm, no, I'm did that on purpose. I, thought, I, don't, I thought you I, muted I, yourself. No, I'm like, I'm just thinking, we got to go through Kansas. <laughs> we got to go through Arizona. Now potentially Gonzaga and men's hoops, Trace. Really? I, granted, that was not a great audio visual. It's better on the video side when you watch it. Holy macro, Trace! How, wait, what? Wow! Like I, 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 like, I get, I guess I get. What's interesting too, by the way, not all the Gonzaga sports are coming, uh, which I thought was interesting. Is there. it just men's basketball, or? Is, is well, I saw different reports. I saw one that said it was just going to be hoops, but then I saw something where it might be hoops and volleyball and a couple other sports, but not women's basketball. Things like that. So I don't know what's. I guess they're still negotiating that. It feels like it's inevitable, right, that they're going to get Gonzaga. And clearly Brett Yormark's deal is he wants the Big 12 to be the league for college basketball, for from coast to and coast. And he wants a TV contract to reflect that. He wants the dollars associated right. with He thinks brand. he can get a lot of money for them. And it's not a bad strategy, especially you can make a ton of money if you get eight to ten teams going into the NCAA tournament every year from your league. So I get it. You'd be the superior superior league. I just don't know from a UCF standpoint. Oh, Trace! Oh, where? Oh, Trace! Do you have a budget to go to Spokane? <laughs> well, we'll have to bring Adam back in for that. <laughs> that will determine the budget. That he is hey, right support now. the sultry spirit, everybody. That may help. <laughs> is that why he's out of he's out of location? He's really scouting Gonzaga and the potential trip there. Oh, uh, Lord. well, right. it seems like it's inevitable. At this point, yeah. and Brett Yormark hasn't let go of this dream of adding Gonzaga. Uh, oh boy! Woo! <laughs> oh, it's gonna be. Give me some sultry. Yeah, give me some drinks. We're gonna need the. That's some high level basketball. All right, let's let's go to the Olympic sports, uh, shall we, please, Trace? Because some great news here. Men's soccer, number two ranked team in the country, defeated Georgia Southern two nil uh, for their sixth win of the season. Volleyball remained undefeated. They won in Lubbock. Last weekend at Texas Tech, they're 5-0 and in the Big 12. Women's soccer, though, rough, rough week. Losing to Texas 3-1 to and then losing to Baylor, giving up a goal in the last eight minutes 2-1. to What stands out to you, Trace, of the Olympic sports? Well, let's begin with the latter. Not only women's soccer losing in those home matches, but also losing players, right, to injury. And that's difficult. Uh, their depth already a question mark down the stretch. Challenging situation for the women in their first year of the Big 12. But it is that Sunbelt team. Men's soccer that continues to be the story so far. A fall, they're number two in the RPI, number two in the polls. Uh, they had already lost to Marshall, so unless Marshall slips up. But they're in prime position for the NCAAs. And uh, you covered the game. Excellent job. You got the two Luca Dorado goals on Saturday night. But it isn't the story of the offense, and I'll toss to you. It's the story of the defense for this men's yes. soccer team. Yes, Trace, we actually have a defense on campus. We've talked so much uh, UCF men's – Scott Calabrese said this is the best defense he's ever had here at UCF. They're averaging only giving up eight shots per match. They're in the top 30 in goals allowed against and in shots allowed. 
Uh, they're on pace to give up the fewest goals in over a decade if they continue this trend. That's the thing that's unique, Trace. For years, they were like, you know, the 2019, it was Cal Jennings and this offensive firepower win these three to two games. This team is winning two nothing games. They're really solid. And, and talking to Coach Calabrese, he still feels their best soccer is ahead of them because they're not finishing plays on offense. They're getting a lot of great chances. They're just not putting it in the back of the net yet. They feel they're due for that. And if they are, look out. And you mentioned volleyball earlier. They've done what they're supposed to do to this point, right? Games that they may have been favored in, matches favored in, they've taken care of business. The schedule gets harder, but they've set themselves up well in a way in which you didn't see in the American where a slip-up, and we saw that across the sports, really tossed you out of where you needed to be. Here there's a little room for error, and there's still some matches that they can win. I'm not saying they... They, they aren't going to win matches down the stretch, but the pressure's off of them to necessarily win every match, as you saw what they had to do for a number of seasons in the American. No question. They got to beat West Virginia this week and Kansas State at home. If they can do that, they're 7-0 and going into that onslaught of 11 uh, games against teams that are NCAA tournament good. And then all they got to do is maybe go 4-7 and seven and they'll be in the tournament. Women's soccer is the big story. The two losses dropped them to 59 in the RPI. They got to finish with Texas Tech and BYU, Texas Tech at home, BYU on the road. Two top 10 teams. BYU is the number one offense in college soccer. They may, need to, they may need to win one of those or two of them to have a chance just to have a shot at the NCAA tournament. They still got to qualify for the Big 12 tournament, too, by the way. So rough, rough stuff. And when you're playing those two matches a week, that season goes like this. They're already there to senior night. So uh, things go fast uh, for women's soccer. Let's bring back in Adam. Uh, uh, educate us about what we got wrong and maybe share a little knowledge. All right, you guys talked about Gus Malzahn's contract extension. His agent is Jimmy Sexton, who represents a lot of coaches in the SEC. So maybe there's some subterfuge. Big word for both of you there. You mentioned uh, Oklahoma and UCF. Uh, here's a fun fact. I don't know how you're going to feel about this one. As of this morning, Dylan Gabriel's now the uh, his, his odds. He's the fourth highest potential for a Heisman Trophy right now. He is fourth in the odds maker list from Vegas. Dylan Gabriel for a Heisman. Do with that what you will. You mentioned defense. You slighted John Walker, who today from on three was named to the midseason true freshman All-American list. So we have a midseason true freshman All-American, according to on three. And I forgot one from Silly Game. I need your comment on Miami blew a uh, a great game this weekend to Georgia Tech. Tougher loss, Elo. UCF losing to Baylor or Miami losing to Georgia Tech? Oh, Miami. Are you kidding me? Take a knee. Take the knee. You have the game wrapped up. What are you doing? How has nobody figured that out? Clearly, it's Miami. Clearly, Miami. Adam, thank you. One more thing before we go. From Fox to ABC, Elo, this is in your wheelhouse. That is where you're going to find UCF in Oklahoma, October 21st, high noon Eastern, and that showdown against the success in Dylan Gabriel. Now on ABC for all the country. To see. Correct. Uh, this will probably be the, be the most watched UCF football game of the season. I expect this to draw bigger than the Kansas UCF game that aired on Fox for whatever that's worth. Oklahoma top five. Once they beat Texas, it was only a question of whether it be ABC or Fox. And it looked like ABC made that selection to put them at that noon slot. This might be the last best TV slot UCF gets the rest of the year, because after this, I think you're going to see FS1s and uh, ESPN pluses. And uh, this won't be the last noon game we're going to get either this year. All right, Elo, we get a reprieve. We get to enjoy our bye week. There will be no wins or losses to talk about next sure. week, but look for new episodes midweek every week on the Sons of UCF YouTube channel. Also, it drops on the Sons audio feed wherever you get your downloadable podcast content. We thank Adam. We thank you, Eric Lopez. I'm Trey Stroko, and thank you for being with us for Around the Kingdom.
Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.